You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. Are you ready to change your life in the next 30 minutes? It's time for Power in a Half Hour with Coach Mark. Get your notebooks ready. He's about to go in. Five. Four, three, two, one. Coach Mark. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in. This is Coach Mark, and you're listening to Power and a Half Hour. In the next 30 minutes, we're going to learn the tips, tricks, and techniques of the rich and the super successful. All right. I hope you guys are ready for today's show. It's going to be absolutely, absolutely amazing. All right. So the quote that I'm going to start today's show with is, being great starts by being fearless. Fearless starts by having faith. Having faith starts by letting go. If you really have true faith, you're not worried about what's going to happen because you know what's going to happen. You know that whatever happens, it's going to end up in your favor. That is the definition of true faith, right? That's what it means to have faith, right? So all these people that are talking about they have faith, but they're always worrying about what's about to happen. They really don't have faith, all right? Well, I want to thank you for listening. Right. And I want to remind you that if you ever want to go back and re-listen to any of the old shows, you can go to www.powerhh.com. That's www.powerhh.com. All right. If we're not friends on Facebook, go ahead and add me. My name on Facebook is Mark Starr. That's M-A-R-K-S-T-A-R-R. It's a picture of me holding up two books. And I would love for you to join our Power in a Half Hour Facebook group, all right? So send a request. Let's do a search for Power in a Half Hour and send a request and we'll go ahead and add you to that group. If you are in the United States and you'd like to be a part of my daily message service, all you got to do is text BBD, that's Boy Boy Dog, BBD to 411-247, all right? And last announcement before we go ahead and get started, if you have not downloaded my book already, go ahead and download it. You can download it for absolutely free. So just go to www.repeataftermebook.com. Are you guys ready? Because today we have an absolutely amazing show. Profile number one, Maria Das Graças Silva Foster. Now, Maria is a Brazilian business executive and chemical engineer. She was the CEO of Petrobras Brasil, which is Brazil's state-controlled oil company. Now, Maria was the first woman in the world to head a major oil and gas company. Maria was born in Cartagena, which is in southeastern Brazil. When Maria was eight, her family moved to a shantytown community outside of Rio de Janeiro. This area was extremely poverty-stricken and ridden with crime. This area had extreme overpopulation, drug trafficking, unsanitary condition, malnutrition, pollution, diseases, and very high mortality rates. Now, I've seen some documentaries on some of these shanty towns outside of Brazil, and I want to tell you that these are worse than any ghetto that you can imagine in the United States. These are probably some of the most dangerous places in the world. 
Now, Maria credits her success and motivation to excel to the support she received from her mother. Maria describes her childhood as happy and joyful, but very, but very difficult as her father was an alcoholic and she lived with domestic violence in her household, as well as living in these slums of Rio. Now, because she didn't know if she'd be able to continue going to school, in order to pay for her school books when she was a little kid, she would collect recyclable trash that had been dumped in the streets. Maria would also help her Portuguese neighbors with reading and writing for extra money. After graduating university in 1978 with a bachelor's degree in chemical engineering, she joined Petrobras as an intern. Listen to this. She joined as an intern while still going to school for her master's degree in nuclear engineering. In 1981, she was hired as a chemical engineer after receiving her master's. Maria continued to work her way up the company, and in 2003, Maria was appointed to serve as the Secretary of Oil, Natural Gas, and Renewable Fuels at the Brazilian Ministry of Mines and Energy. In 2012, Maria was elected to serve as a member of the Petrobras Board of Directors and was chosen to take over the helm of the company as the CEO. In April of 2012, Maria was listed on the Time Magazine list of top 100 most influential people in the world. In 2014, she was recognized as the 16th most powerful woman in the world by Forbes magazine. She was also ranked by Fortune magazine in 2013 as the most powerful woman in business outside the U.S. for the two years in a row. Profile number two, Ursula Burns. Now, Ursula is the current chairman and CEO of Xerox. She's the first black American woman CEO to head a Fortune 500 company. Ursula was raised by a single mother in a New York City housing project. Both of her parents were Panamanian immigrants. After attending an all-girls Catholic school, high school, she would go on to obtain her bachelor's degree in mechanical engineering from New York Polytechnic School of Engineering and her master's degree in mechanical engineering from Columbia a year later. In 1980, Ursula first worked for Xerox as a summer intern. Do you guys see a pattern here? Both of these ladies worked as interns for free at first, and look how far they get. Then permanently joining the company a year later in 1981. In January 1990, a senior executive offered Ursula a job as his executive assistant. She accepted and worked for him for nine months. In June 1991, she became the executive assistant to the then chairman and CEO of the company. In 1999, she was named vice president for global manufacturing. In 2000, she was named a senior vice president and began working with Ann Mulcahy, who would go on to become the CEO. In July 2009, Ursula was named CEO, succeeding her friend Ann. In addition to the Xerox board, she's also on the board of directors of the American Express Corporation and the ExxonMobil Corporation. Ursula has overcome a lot to get to where she's at today. Growing up, people would tell her that she had three strikes against her being that she was black, a girl, and she was poor. Her mom didn't see it that way and constantly reminded her that where she was didn't define who she was. 
In 2014, Forbes ranked her as the 22nd most powerful woman in the world. Ursula says that dreams do come true, but not without the help of others, a good education, a strong work ethic, and courage. Both of these ladies started off as interns. Both of these ladies came from poor backgrounds, right? So many people are afraid to do a little bit of work for free. That's how you get in there. That doesn't mean that you're going to work for free forever, right? But if you're willing to work hard for free for a company, then they have no problem paying you. I try to explain that to people all the time, people that tell me that they can't find a job. Go work for the company for free. Show them that you're going to work hard. And trust me, they will eventually, if you go in there and you excel and work hard, they're going to give you a job. That's the opportunity that you're waiting on. Profile number three, Indra Nooyi. Now, Indra is an Indian-born businesswoman that is now the CEO of PepsiCo. That's Pepsi-Cola. Indra grew up from a poor family in India. Indra says that she was able to build her confidence as a little girl through an unusual daily habit that her mother made her and her sister do. Her mother instilled in her two daughters the belief that they could grow up to be whatever they wanted to. Every night at the dinner table, her mother would ask her and her sister to write a speech about what would they do if they were the president, the chief minister, or the prime minister. Every day would be a different world leader that she would ask them to play. At the end of dinner, they would have to give the speech, and their mom would decide who she was going to vote for. The winner of the debate then signed a piece of paper that stated that they had become whatever the world leader of the day was. This daily ritual gave her the confidence that she could be whatever she wanted to become. Inger received her bachelor's in physics, chemistry, and mathematics in 1974. She began her career in India with Johnson & Johnson. In 1978, she was admitted into the Yale School of Management, where she earned a master's degree. Indra then went on to work for Boston Consulting Group and Motorola before joining PepsiCo in 1994 and then become the president and CFO in 2001. Indra helped lead PepsiCo in the acquisition of Tropicana, the merger with Quaker Oats Company, as well as the acquisition of Gatorade. In 2006, she became the fifth CEO in PepsiCo's history. Since she started as CFO in 2001, the company's annual net profit has risen from $2.7 billion to $6.5 billion. Indra was named on Wall Street Journal's list of 50 women to watch in 2007 and 2008 and was listed among Time's 100 most influential people in the world in 2007 and 2008. Forbes magazine named her the number three most powerful woman in 2008. In 2010, she was ranked by Fortune magazine as the number one most powerful woman in business. Indra currently has a net worth of over $150 million and receives an annual salary of $19 million a year. Now, here we all are. We've made it to a new year. The beginning of the year is always the time that everyone gets excited about change, but we are always changing. It's just that the beginning of the year, we try to consciously control the change. And throughout the rest of the year, we are allowing the events that happen in our lives and circumstances to change us. 
So I'm sure everyone has made a list of resolutions for 2016. So the question that I'd like to ask you is number one, how do you plan to make this year different? Number two, did you set the same resolutions as last year? And number three, were they the same resolutions as the year before that? Now, don't allow 2016 to be the same as every other year. Do not let your goals and desires become temporary goals that never turn out to be anything. This year, we are going to do things differently. Number one, instead of making New Year's resolutions, make lifelong commitments. Now, there was a study done by the University of Scranton that said only 40% of Americans make resolutions and only 8% of people actually achieve their New Year's goals. That is crazy to me. Most New Year's resolutions fail because people expect them to. Because most people have broken their New Year's resolutions so many times, no one takes them seriously. There was another study done on New Year's resolutions that said 25% of people abandon their New Year's resolutions after one week. 60% of people abandon them within six months. The average person makes the same New Year's resolutions 10 separate times without success. Only 5% of those who lose weight on a diet keep it off. 95% regain it, and a large percentage gain back more than they originally lost. Now, if you have a goal or some goals that you're serious about accomplishing, commit yourself 100% to it. you got to commit for the long run. The real goal should be to become great and live the happiest, most fulfilled life. And these changes need to be worked on for the rest of your life, not just at the beginning of the year. Number two, leave 2015 and 2015. This year, focus on the future instead of giving the past your attention. Some of us had a great 2015, and for some of us, we consider it to be the worst year of our lives. Now, regardless of how we choose to view 2015, guess what? It's over. It cannot come back. If we allow it to, it will linger in our thoughts and hold us back from moving forward. If you didn't have a great year, allow that to motivate you to make this year amazing. If you had a great year, let that be the foundation for you to continue growing on an even better life. For those that didn't have a great year in 2015, look at it this way. 2015 was the year that I learned all the lessons that will make 2016 the greatest year that I've ever lived. Now, number three, set what you want in stone. If you haven't already, write down your goal. The reason why most people don't make a favorable change from year to year is because they don't make any attempt to. In order to get somewhere, you have to set an intention to get there. If you're hungry and go to a restaurant, you will stay hungry unless you get out of your car and place the order. Just being hungry won't get you fed. Now, here are five ways that writing down your goals will help you. A, it will force you to clarify what you want. Writing down your goals forces you to select something specific and decide what you want. B, it will motivate you to take action. Writing down your goals is just the first step. You have to take action. Let me say that one again. Because some people think that it's just good enough to write down all these goals and talk about change. You have to take action. 
when you write down and review your goals on a regular basis, it will provide it will provoke you to take action. C, it will provide a filter for other opportunities. Now, the more successful you become, the more you'll be flooded with opportunities. These new opportunities can become a distraction and pull you off course. We have to be very careful of this. Once you have your goals written that you review, it makes it a lot easier for you to stay on track. D, it will help you overcome resistance. The moment you set a goal, you will encounter some resistance. If you focus on the resistance, it will only get stronger. It's like if you have a toothache. If you focus on the pain, it's going to hurt even more. Turn your focus to the goal and the joy that you'll receive once it's achieved. And E, it will help you to see and celebrate your progress. If you feel like you're just working and not seeing progress, it will make you want to give up. But when you have your goals written, it's like the mile marker post on the highway. They help you to see how far you've come and how far you need to go. They also give you an opportunity for celebration when you attain them. Number four, there are no quick fixes. Remember that this is going to be an ongoing lifetime commitment. This isn't about working hard for the first two weeks of the year and then back to the way things have always been. If that's the case, you might as well just don't even bother to do anything. Commit to finishing this year just as you are starting it. Commit to starting this year just as you will finish it. If you can stick to that, this year will be the greatest year of your life. And every year moving forward will just continue to keep getting better and better. Now, 2016 is going to be the year that we go from good to great. Now, if you're already great, then we're going to go from great to greater. And as I always say, the easiest way to become rich or successful is to study and do what other rich and successful people do. So we're going to start this year by studying what some of the most greatest businessmen and leaders of our time have done to not only gain, but maintain their success. So the first person is Warren Buffett, who is like, what, the third or fourth richest man on the planet worth $67 billion. Here's what he said on Friends. It's better to hang out with people better than you. Pick out associates whose behavior is better than yours and you'll drift in that direction. So that means that if you hang out with people that are worse than you, right? A lot of times we say, okay, we're going to help this person to change. Guess what direction we're going to go in? You guessed it. We're going to go in their direction. That's why it's really important for us to be very, very careful on who we choose to associate and who we choose to spend our time with. Here's what Warren Buffett said on life. You only have to do very few things right in your life as long as you don't do too many things wrong. Next person, Steve Jobs. Here's what Steve Jobs said on time. Your time is limited, so don't waste it living someone else's life. Now, if you spent all your life living it for someone else, come on now, 2016 is going to be different. You got to live your life for you. Let me repeat that. You have to live your life for you. It doesn't make sense to live it for anybody else. They have their life to live. Right? Here's what Steve Jobs said on life. Remembering that you're going to die is the best way I know to avoid the trap of thinking you have something to lose. 
And we all know who Steve Jobs is, probably one of the greatest innovators of our time. He was the CEO before he passed away a few years ago of the Apple Corporation. Next person is Bill Gates, richest man in the world, worth, what, 70 or $80 billion, 70-something billion dollars? Here's what he said on success. Success is a lousy teacher. It seduces smart people into thinking they can't lose. That is so true. Here's what he said on expectations. Expectations are a form of first-class truth. If people believe it, it's true. The next person is Henry Ford, the founder of the Ford Motor Company. We've talked about him several times in the past, right? At one point in time, he was the richest man in the world. Here's what he said about saving. Now, now this is a guy that was at one time the richest man in the world. One time he was very poor, probably one of the poorest men in the world, and then he became one of the richest men in the world. This is what he said on savings. Old men are always advising young men to save money. That is bad advice. Don't save every nickel. Invest in yourself. I never saved a dollar until I was 40 years old. And here it is. This guy was one of the richest men in the world, and he said he did not save a dollar until he was 40. But what he did do was invest in himself. And that's what you guys are doing by listening to this, investing in yourself. Here's what he said on attitude. Whether you think you can or whether you think you can, either way, you're right. Here's what he said on success. The man who will use his skill and constructive imagination to see how much he can give for a dollar instead of how little he can give for a dollar is bound to success. Here's what he said on profit. A business absolutely devoted to service will have only one worry about profits. They will be embarrassingly large. Put the focus on serving. Don't put the focus on making money. I'm telling you right now, I've studied all the successful, all the most successful companies, and every single one of them started out focused on trying to solve a problem and to serve people. That's where the focus needs to be. The money will come. Here's what he said on failure. Failure is simply the opportunity to begin again, this time more intelligently. Mark Cuban owner of the Dallas Mavericks, right? You guys seen Mark Cuban acting crazy on TV, uh, also on Shark Tank. Here's what he said on failure. It doesn't matter how many times you failed. You only have to be right once. Let me repeat that, man, because I love this quote. I think out of all the quotes, I might love this one the best. It doesn't matter how many times you failed. You only have to be right once. Here's what he said on innovation. When you've got 10,000 people trying to do the same thing, why would you want to be 10,001? Here's what he said on perspective. Whenever I see people doing something the way it's always been done, the way it's supposed to be done, following the same old trends, well, that's just a big red flag. That's just a big red flag to me to go look somewhere else. Here's what he said on effort. One thing we all control is effort. Put in the time to become an expert in whatever you're doing. It will give you an advantage because most people don't do this. Mark Zuckerberg, founder of Facebook. You guys know him. Here's what he said on work. Done is better than perfect. There's so many people that I come across that never get anything done because they're trying to make it perfect. Just get it done. You'll get better as time goes on, 
right? Please leave that in 2015. Focus on getting it done, and then you will improve as time goes on. If I waited till I was a perfect speaker before I started doing these calls, I, I probably wouldn't have call number one done. I just made up my mind that I was going to start. With everything that I've done in my life, I just made up my mind that I was going to start. Here's what Mark Zuckerberg said on time. The question I ask myself almost every day is, am I doing the most important thing I could be doing? Unless I feel like I'm working on the most important problem that I can help with, then I'm not going to feel good about how I'm spending my time. Here's what he said on risk. The biggest risk is not taking any risk. In a world that is changing really quickly, the only strategy that is guaranteed to fail is not taking risk. Michael Dell, founder of Dell Computers, worth about 18 or 19 billion. Here's what he said on opportunity. Don't spend so much time trying to choose the perfect opportunity that you miss the right opportunity. Here's what he said on goals. You don't have to be a genius or a visionary or even a college graduate to be successful. You just need a framework and a dream. Here's what he said on relationships. Never try to be the smartest person in the room. And if you are, I suggest you invite smarter people or find a different room. Andrew Carnegie. Poor kid that grew up in, uh, was born in Scotland, came over to America, worked his way up, was the richest man of his time. Here's what he said on attention. As I grow older, I pay less attention to what men say. I just watch what they do. Here's what he said on opportunity. The first one gets the oyster. The second one gets the shell. (laughs) Here's what he said on motivation. People who are unable to motivate themselves must be content with mediocrity, no matter how impressive their other talents. Oprah Winfrey. We all know who Oprah Winfrey is. Here's what she said on belief. And this is so true. You become what you believe. You are where you are today in your life based on everything that you've believed. Let me say that one again. You become what you believe. You are where you are today in your life based on everything that you have believed. Here's what she said on friendship. Lots of people want to ride with you in the limo. But what you want is someone who will take the bus with you when the limo breaks down. And the final person is Thomas Edison. Here's what he said on failure. Many of life's failures are people who did not realize how close they were to success when they gave up. Here's what he said on opportunity. Opportunity is missed by most people because it comes dressed in overalls and it looks like hard work. Wow. My head is still spinning after all that great information. The number one way that we learn on this show is through modeling. And modeling is just copying the behaviors of those who have the success that we want. All right. So the easiest way to become successful, the easiest way to become rich is just to do what other rich and successful people do. And we heard so many tips and techniques today from billionaires. All right. So I want to remind you, if you want to go back and re-listen, go to www.powerhh.com. Now, I know you have three friends that should have heard this information, right? It would have changed 
their lives. So we need to go ahead and make sure that we share this great information with somebody else. Tell them about the radio station that you're listening to this on, right? Have them tune in with you right? and, and do it as a, you know, it's a, that would be a great, great, great idea for you to listen with your friend. And then after you guys talk about what you learned, right? And, and that's how you even learn, take learning to a whole nother level. All right. Also, or you can tell them to go to www.powerhh.com. Now, the action step, the action step for this week is to make sure that you write down your goals. All right. So the quote that I'd like to end today's show with is to be a great champion. You must believe you are the best. If you're not, pretend you are. (laughs) And that's from Muhammad Ali. All right. Thank you guys much. And until next show. Thanks for listening to Power in a Half Hour with Coach Mark. To listen or re-listen, go to powerinahalfhour.com. Follow Coach Mark on Instagram and Twitter at Coach Mark Speaks. Find Coach Mark on Facebook by searching for Mark Starr. Like our Facebook fan page, Power in a Half Hour. And join our Power in a Half Hour Facebook group. See You're you listening next week. to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. The incredible, magnificent Law of Attraction Cruise of a Lifetime is taking place on March 6th through 10th, 2016, featuring New York Times best-selling Law of Attraction author Pam Grout and featuring Michael Perlman, MD of Law of Attraction Journaling and best-selling and award-winning wealth author Richard Harper along with our own beautiful and dynamic speaker, Constance Arnold, will be on board as well. Don't forget Gary Temple Bodley, who channels Joshua, will be on board, and you will be able to have direct interactions with Joshua. And then there's the Champagne Living Dream Coach, Cassie Parks, as well as me, Jules Johnson. This is a powerful cruise, and it's happening during the week of the total solar eclipse in Pisces, which is ruler of the water, which means that which you shine a light on will shift almost effortlessly. So what are you waiting for? This is your chance to finally change your life in profound ways. Go to LOARadioNetwork.com and sign up today. There's still cabins available, but the rates will increase weekly. Need a cabin mate? No worries. We have like-minded individuals for you to room with. Take this time and invest in yourself. You will be so happy you did. Go to LOARadioNetwork.com. See you on board.